Hey guys, it's Kyla, and I'm your host of That Christian Girl Podcast, a podcast that's devoted to inspiring and encouraging Christians of all walks of life to become their full godly potential. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode, and thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, what's up? It's Kyla with That Christian Girl Podcast, and I am so glad to be recording this, be here with you guys, because it's been a little bit. I realized that I didn't put out an episode last week, and then I didn't put out an episode on my normal day of this week. So I'm glad to be back in my bedroom. Yes, that's where I record these, but back here talking to you. I made a great little plan. We're trying it on my computer this week, so we'll see how that goes, see if I like this because it's very nice. I type fast, so I was able to type it down really fast, faster than I could if I were handwriting it, but it might be a little bit weird, so I might actually prefer the handwritten method after this, but I am officially on Christmas break today. It's Wednesday, so this is coming out tomorrow, but today is my first day of break, and I did a little Christmas shopping, a little shopping just for myself, because I have been not using very much, (laughs) not using, I have been running out of a lot of stuff, like my face wash and all of that pizzazz, and I just needed a second to restock everything, make sure that I got the things that I needed, but then also did a little bit of Christmas shopping. So it does not feel like Christmas, you guys. In Montana, usually there's like three feet of snow by now. There is zero feet of snow. There are some places where you can see a tiny little bit of snow, but for the most part, the snow is all disappeared and I'm really sad because it might be a brown Christmas this year. And I'm like, rats, I wanted a white Christmas. I really, really, really wanted a white Christmas. We might, we might still get it. It has, I don't know how many days, less than a week to be a white Christmas, but I would be so happy if I woke up Christmas morning and there's snow on the ground and it's snowing. You would see the happiest girl in the world if it was snowing. Maybe if it snows, I don't know, maybe I'll post to the Instagram. I don't know. Or I'll just keep you guys updated. (laughs) But anyways, it like does not really feel like Christmas right now. I don't know why the tree is up. I just am not feeling like Christmas. So that being said, I wanted to do a whole Christmas episode because I wanted to talk about putting the Christ back in Christmas. And this is going out Thursday? Is that like five days before actual Christmas? Or, yeah. So, it's it's kind of around that time. I've been wanting to do this episode for quite a while now. And I am really excited to dive in today and talk a little bit more about the reason for the season, and why we need to keep our minds focused on God during this season. So Christmas is a time where we see family, have fun traditions, and get a little break from life. And all of these things are good things. 
but they all lead to us losing sight of the meaning behind the season. So, first I wanted to talk about the Christmas story. And let's see how good I am at reading because I have 21 verses to read out of Luke 2. So I am going to read just the Christmas story from Luke, Luke 2, 1 through 21. And that says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quintus was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be that will be for all the people. From unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, that you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and laying in a manger. And he, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known to the saying that he had been told, that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it, wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Okay, so that was a lot of reading. Um... My contacts feel weird, so I was like, I could not see the words. But that is the basic Christmas story, you guys. And if you want to read a different passage about the Christmas story, you can also read Matthew 1.18 through 2.12. That one's a much longer passage, but it's good to read those two Christmas stories. You know, they both say basically the same thing. The Matthew one goes more into before the birth and then also after the birth when the three wise men come and then this one is just like the night of Jesus's birth and the quote-unquote night of the Christmas story although there was there was so much leading up to it but this is such an amazing and miraculous event so let's review Jesus is part of the Trinity so he's God 
and his father is God. Something that we probably will never fully understand on this earth, but it's good to be reminding ourselves of this because when Jesus came down to earth, he left heaven and his father behind. Heaven is a place with eternal joy, and God humbled himself to becoming an infant and later a full-grown human on this earth where he has to rely on his parents to take care of him as a baby and has to endure suffering and hardship that is not in heaven at all. So Jesus left the perfect home to come down to earth, humbled himself so much to come and die for us and save us from our sins. And let that sink in. Like when I was writing it, I just had to go, wow, that's crazy. Like it shows, it reveals so many things about God's character, um, such as how he loves us, amaz- like loves us so much. Like if you would, would you leave the place of perfect happiness where there's no hardship, no suffering, nothing whatsoever to go and save somebody who has given you, who has like wronged you in every single way that you could be wronged, to go and die for them, to save their life. Would you do that? Because God did that for us, and that shows his amazing love. Because, remind you, like, mind you, we are not perfect. Jesus came to die for sinners, and we're all sinners, but sinners implies that we're we have sinned against God, so we have done wrong against God. And um, having that, we need to remind ourselves of this fact daily that, like, even though we can downplay the Christmas story, like, oh, wow, baby was born in a manger, and then soon he would become the savior of the world. You know, soon, like, he would grow up and then end up dying for our sins. But, like, even the act of the birth itself and God coming, like, leaving his place of perfectness to come down and die for people who either one could care less about him two maybe hate him and three have wronged him in so many ways and done so much evil against him but like the fact that he loves us so much he loves you he loves me so much that he would do that for us even though we have wronged him so many ways we are sinners we have we continue to wrong him as Christians but like now we hate wronging him but when we weren't like believers we didn't care we just kind of went along on our life and we're like oh yeah sinning's fine like imagine I don't know it just it makes me go like that's crazy like he loves us so much and also it shows his graciousness like he could have just chosen to not come and save us he could have chosen to just be like yeah you guys can all go to hell like you guys have not done anything to deserve this you've actually like done things that would the normal rational human being would be like why would you ever do that why would you lay down your life why would you leave this perfect place and endure the worst suffering in the world for a person who could care less for you who has wronged you like it shows his his graciousness and then also how he is merciful like he came down as a baby and died for our sins 
And because of his great mercy, we are able to spend an eternity with him. And also, this just shows us how he keeps his promises. Because he had promised the Jewish people that a savior would come down and save them. And he kept that promise. And you can look at so many of the different prophecies in the Old Testament. And I think there's like lists online that you can look up. And I can't remember the exact count. But one of my friends and I were talking about this. And she was saying, yeah, my Bible teacher was saying the fact that even 10 of these prophecies would all be fulfilled is insanely low not to mention however many there are because there are so many prophecies and I'll go into that a little bit later but it is important to remember like just how even him coming and being a baby and have like coming down from heaven and leaving this perfect place to come save us through like as a baby it's just crazy it's like kind of hard to wrap your mind around but then also once you let it sink in you're like wow the lord is so good the lord loves me so much and i think it just really gives great perspective to why we need to be reminding ourselves of the reason for the season you know why we need to be putting the christ back in christmas So, Christmas is not just a time that our Savior was born, but also when the God of the universe humbled himself to leave a perfect dwelling place to live in this broken and hard world. But what can pull our attention away from the true reason for the season? So, we talked about, like, why? What happened? We talked about that. But, you know, why do we forget it so often? Why do we have our attention pulled away from this fact so much? Why do we not even let ourselves, like, remind ourselves much of the Christmas story until we're in, like, the Christmas Eve service? It's because there are so many things that can pull us away from remembering why we have this holiday and what the true reason behind it is. So, there's families. There's gifts. Either it's giving or receiving. Um, The feeling of just wanting to rest, which isn't a bad thing, but can lead to us maybe being overly lazy and just ignoring everything. Or even we could do holiday traditions as a whole. And these are good things. There are good things in all of these things, though, because... We are given an amazing gift of family and the gift to spend time with them. Like that, I'll talk about it later in the episode. But that I've just been reminded this year is like such a great gift. And second, we are able to have a spirit of giving when we give gifts to others. Like we can practice that spirit of giving to give gifts to others. And then finally, God has... Oh. Thirdly, God has given us time to rest during this season. Like, it's good to want to rest because God has given that time for us. You know, we are able to rest a little bit because we have days off work. We 
get to just chill out on Christmas morning and not have to go to work. You get a break from school if whether you go to high school, middle school, or college, you get like a nice little break from that. So we do get time to rest and God gives us that time to rest. And traditions can serve as a way of reminding us important things like Jesus' birth or just family traditions in general can remind us of our family and like what a great gift that it is and how like there's so many different traditions that can either show really cool cultural things or just really fun like connecting family us to family right now or even our family even our ancestors if it's a long long tradition that's been going on for a little while clearly these things aren't bad but we need to keep them into perspective what are some ways that we can refocus our minds and put christ back into christmas so there's like three ways which are like three different categories kind of three different i guess ways that we can put christ back into christmas but we can do it individually with others and in our christmas traditions So, first, let's talk about individually. The number one thing that you can do during this season is to keep up your holy girl habits. I know I keep on talking about holy girl habits. I actually just really like saying holy girl habits because it it flows. It's like such a good little string of words. But we need to be spending time in the word and praying. I feel like I can let myself just really get off track during a break and just completely ignore everything, sleep in late, be lazy, and fall short on my holy girl habits. So something that I'm really trying to do is to spend time in the word and then also to be in more continuous prayer. So either you can read the Christmas story or you can just remember to spend time with Jesus in the morning before you get up and before you start the day, even if, you know, you wake up a little bit later because, you know, I'm not waking up at 5.30 in the morning or usually it's around 6.15 by the time I end my snoozing, but I'm not going to wake up that early. I'll probably sleep until like 8, but having that as my number one thing on my to-do list every single morning, the first thing that I do, like conscious thing that I do when I wake up, I want to spend time in God's word and really get back into that habit during this break because definitely with school, it's a lot harder when you're rushing in the morning to sit down and have a really good time with Jesus in the morning. And then also praying. We can't forget to, we can't let ourselves just stop praying. So we should be praying continuously and we should be in prayer individually, and it doesn't even have to be about Christmas stuff. Just pray to God about your day. Pray throughout the day. Just remember to keep up talking to God, communicating with God during the season. The next thing is to listen to Christ-centered Christmas music. So if you have Spotify, you can look up Ashley Hetherington. Everybody knows that I love her, but she has a whole playlist called Jesus Christmas or something. 
yeah, I think it's called Jesus Christmas. And it has a lot of good faith-based songs on it that are Christmassy. But one of my favorite, favorite, oh my goodness, my favorite albums is from one of my favorite lo-fi artists, Forrest Frank. And I think it's called A Lo-Fi Christmas or A Merry Lo-Fi Christmas. And you can just look up Forrest Frank and F-O-R-S... Forest, F-O-R-E-S-T, like the forest, like a wood, and just Frank. And he has a lot of good music that I listen to while I'm trying to get in like a good mood for studying, but I found his Christmas album to be amazing. I love it so much. So definitely check out that if you're kind of more into the chiller lo-fi vibes. And then the third thing that we can do is to utilize the break by resetting your mind and your space. So with your mind, you can help clear your mind by getting enough sleep. This is the perfect time to get sleep. And it's easy to, you know, either stay up late because you can, because you can sleep in in the morning. And I don't have my phone in my room, so... I can't do this, but if you keep your phone in your room, one, I would suggest don't at night, but two, maybe put it somewhere away from you so you can't just scroll on TikTok or Instagram until the wee hours of the morning because, you know what, you're not, during the break, it's hard because you don't get any instant consequences of pulling a really late night into the wee hours of the morning because you just get to sleep in longer and yeah you might feel a little bit more tired but it doesn't really matter because you get to sleep in so trying to not fall into the pressures of well I don't have to get up tomorrow morning let me just stay up later like don't fall into that go to bed and use this time to catch up on the rest that you were lacking during school because that's something that I need to do. I'm, I don't know how many hours I need to catch up on, but there's a lot. There's a lot of hours that I need to catch up on, so I'm really trying to get enough sleep. The next thing to do is to do tasks you've put off. I have so many tasks around, like I can just look and I can see. My room needs to be cleaned, and this goes to, into the space, but I'm just thinking of the things that I have to do. And I'm like, this is the perfect time to utilize that extra free time and do the tasks that I have been procrastinating. You could read a self-improvement book. I do not say self-help because I don't really think some of them definitely read those. There's a lot of good biblical self-help, but there's also a lot of good self-improvement books that are good. I would say biblical ones tend to go for that one, but right now, like one of the most, I don't know how to explain it, like what word I'm trying to find, but I am currently listening to Atomic Habits, and if you've been with me for a while, you know that I've been talking and talking and talking about how I want to read this book, how I, how I'm going to read this book, and then it never happens, but my friend was like, Kyle, you should listen to it. Like, I listened to it last month, and it was amazing. It's on Spotify, 
So I listened to it and it was so good. And I think I have like 30 minutes left, but it has been so good for changing, like shifting my mindset on so many things. And there's a lot of practical things that you can take away from it to make yourself a better like functioning human overall. So that is my number one suggestion is to do to read Atomic Habits or any self-improvement book over the break. And I think just because the new year's right around the corner, it's really cool to read books that'll what's what's the word? Like kickstart you into the new year season and give you practical things that you can use to try and build with atomic habits to try and build longer and long lasting habits or whatever you're trying to do like try and read a book like think of what you want to get accomplished in 2024 and maybe find a book that goes along with that and read that book leading up to the new year and there's not very many weeks left but because it's break you have more time to read. So you can definitely get reading or you could even do an audiobook. I love audiobooks. They have actually been amazing because I work so much. So I really like listening to audiobooks while I work and Atomic Habits has definitely been one of the best ones that I've listened to. But the next thing that you can do is to reset your space. So clean your room. But... When you clean your room, don't just tidy things up because it's easy for me to do that and then it gets messy like the next week. Think of maybe some things that need to be organized better so it doesn't get as messy as quickly. So go through items or drawers that you have ignored and just stuff things into. Like I'm saying this to myself because I do that so much. It's it's not okay, you guys. I have a few, I'm thinking of three drawers right now that aren't the most organized. So I need to go through my stuff, see, do I love this item? Do I not love this item? What is this item doing for me? Like, should I get rid of it? You know, all of those thought processes and just get a little bit more of an organized space. And yeah, just organize. Try, maybe get little organizers if you're struggling with organization or or just go through like I said go through drawers that you haven't been that you've been ignoring and figure out what things that you can and will get organized over the break okay the second thing that you can do to put the Christ back in Christmas is like the second category is with others so family is great but sometimes they can get on our nerves big time. We, but we can show love to them by being patient when they're getting on our nerves. So the Bible says love is patient. And you could even review the first Corinthians 13 through 4, 7, which is the love is statements to remind yourself how to show love in this season. And in addition to this, you could review some of the one another's. So just look them up online since there are so many all across the Bible. I can't remember how many there are. 
Like, I need to be looking up these numbers before I do these podcast episodes because it's crazy to see how many there are all across the Bible. And I think that's a great way to reframe our mindset. We could be praying about that. We'd be like, Lord, please help me be patient with this one cousin or this one aunt or uncle or even my own siblings. Like, help me show your love to them during the season by being patient, by being kind. Just show your love by showing, by utilizing, like doing things like the love is statements. And besides showing Jesus's love for others during the season, strive to spend quality times, time with your siblings or family. So you could watch a movie or play a game or even do a puzzle. And don't just opt out and go to your room. I need to hear this, you guys. And you could even go as far to organize something fun. So I'm realizing that I'm not going to have as much time around my family because I am graduating this year. So I have realized I need to be working harder to be an active part of my family. And I'm not perfect. I feel like maybe I'm going to fail at this. And my mom's going to be like, Kyla, your podcast episode, like, what happened to that? But, you know, I'm going to try and spend a little bit more time with my family. Even though I have a lot that I want to get done individually, I am realizing, like, this is going to be the last Christmas as a high school student. This is going to be the last Christmas where my permanent address is in a house with my sisters and my mom like this is the last Christmas and yes I'm gonna be able to see them but it's just I'm at kind of a turning point in my life and you know that's great but I'm also realizing like maybe I don't know my sisters as well as I think I do because I was Christmas shopping for them today I'm like what do they want what do they like? And I realized that I've just been spending so much time away, away from the house because of whatever it may be, and just haven't been been spending a lot of time with my sisters. And that's kind of sad. It's kind of sad that I don't really know what to get them for Christmas because I don't quite know what they'd want, you know? So that's something that I'm going to work on this Christmas. And you could think of fun things to do with your family, like singing worship Christmas, singing worship Christmas songs, as my thing says, but singing like Christ-centered Christmas songs in the car or even at a church's event. There's, I know my church puts on one, but it's at the start of December, but There's plenty of churches that put on like little Christmas concerts or worship sessions. I don't know really what to call them, but where you can just go and worship Jesus with your Christmas carols. Or you could read the Christmas story with your whole family. Like you could do those two things to really help put the Christ back in Christmas and to spend more time with your family. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about was... In traditions, how do we put Christ back into Christmas with our traditions? Because guess what? 
many of the traditional things that we do at Christmas time are actually have biblical roots. And you could look at some of the things, some of the things that we do, like the Christmas tree, I think has biblical roots. The candy cane, I'll tell you my little candy cane story in a second. But the candy cane is actually biblical. And like, you could just discover why we have these traditions. And, and then when you partake in those traditions that can serve as a reminder of Jesus and a reminder of the reason for the season. So candy canes, they were made, I don't know how long ago, but by a candy maker who wanted a reminder of what Jesus, of Jesus during the season. And candy canes are actually a J, but a lot of us have them flipped upside down. And the red and the white both have different meanings. So the white is the symbolic for how Jesus is perfect, how Jesus is the lamb, how he is without stain, you know, he has never sinned. So going back to this perfect thing, but then the red stands for his sacrifice on the cross and how he bled and died for us. And they're swirled together and making a J to remind us of Jesus. And that's pretty crazy that a lot of things that maybe we didn't even think about, like the candy cane, actually were originally meant to serve as a reminder of Jesus. But you could also implement new traditions if you don't already have these, like looking at Old Testament prophecies compared to New Testament fulfillments. And it's crazy how God fulfills his promises. And it serves as a testament to God's legitimacy. Like, literally, it shows us, wow, God is actually legit. No person could ever predict all of these specific things. And then, I think it was 400 years later from the last prophecy, like, a bunch of predictions were made by so many predictions, a bunch of prophecies from so many different people across so many different years, starting with Abraham, and I forget who it ends with, but 400 years later, it's fulfilled to the T. Like, it's crazy. I'm pretty sure it was an advent calendar that I made for my sisters one year that I had looked up some of the prophecies and then the fulfillments, and each day was assigned to that, and then we had a little craft. But it was good for me to look at it, and I think there was full, like, tables of the prophecy and the fulfillment. So the prophecy verse and then the fulfillment verse. And it just serves as a reminder that God fulfills his promises and God is faithful, and then also just, like, serves as a testimony to... God's legitimacy. And you can't deny the facts. There's, I don't know how many prophecies. Ah, I should find the little handout thing. Yeah, I don't have the handout for my church, but we got exact numbers. There's a few that haven't been fulfilled yet, but that is because they're about Jesus' second coming. But all of the ones about his first coming have been fulfilled to the T. So, That is just a great reminder just about the Christmas story and then also just about how 
God fulfills his promises and just gives you hard, rock-solid proof to why God is true. And the second thing that you could implement is to give half of what you spend on gifts or all that you spend on gifts. So, like, you buy your gifts and you track up how much it was in total and then half of the money that you spent, you would then turn around and give it to a charity. Or you could even do the full, or you could even do a quarter. It's crazy to see how much money we spend on gifts. Or what you could do is give one less gift to each person, or just spend like $5 less, $5 to $10 less on each person. So instead of getting, I don't know, a person a face mask for $5, You would just not give them the face mask and put those $5 towards a donation. So you could donate the money to a church or some other Christian organization, or you could even use that money to fill a wish on an angel tree or another great Christmas charity. So if you don't know what an angel tree is, I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. It's where you have... You go to the tree and you pick out a child to give gifts to. So usually it's homeless children or children with parents who are incarcerated, whatever it may be, um, or just like really poor children. This charity goes and asks people to pick up a child. They fill out a little form with their age, their, their wish list, and the things that they need. So sometimes they'll need like a coat or socks, whatever it may be. Usually you will fulfill the needs and then get a few different wow gifts or wants that they have. And they just tell you your their interests and what you need. And then there's also like things where you can adopt a family. So you can give gifts to a full family that either may be homeless or just under the poverty line. And I think those are great ways to just show Christ's love to people. Like donating and being gracious and like having a spirit of giving during this season will help reframe your mind on Jesus. So yeah, I think that's it for today. Is today's episode a little bit less? I'm yawning. I'm kind of tired. Um, but yeah, today's episode was a little less long. I thought it would be just because, you know, it's a little bit of a shorter one. It's not too short. It's about 40 minutes right now. It'll probably get edited down when I edit it. But thank you guys for listening. And I hope each and every one of you has a great, amazing Christmas. And... I'm not going to promise anything, but hopefully I'm going to do how to utilize the most, like how to utilize your break maybe next week. And then I'll just go on the Tuesday because Tuesday is the 2nd of January. I'll put one out on the 2nd of January about New Year's, new me, but actually how to set goals, keep goals and reset your mind for the new year. Okay. Thank you guys all so much for listening. I had so much fun sitting here talking with you. As always, if you 
need anything, if you have any questions, reach out to me. My email is in the show notes and it's also, it's in like the podcast description thing. And then also my Instagram is on there too. So feel free to send me an email or a DM and thank you all so much for listening. And I can't wait to see what this new year brings. Have a merry, merry Christmas. And I love you all praying for you, praying for your holidays, any travels that you're having, and just that you all remember the reason behind the season this year. Okay, love you all. Bye. Thank you for listening to the end. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure to go follow me on Instagram at thatchristiangirl.podcast or you could email me at thatchristiangirl.podcast1 at gmail.com. Make sure you follow and rate the show because that really helps me out. And thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you in the next one. Bye.